We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Don't know, opening noise? Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. Welcome to Watching Films on the Toilet, uh, a podcast. It is. Isn't it, Eamon? Legally. We're legally required to call it a podcast. podcast in which a couple of dads, uh, myself, I'm Ben, and Eamon, Hello. Uh, chat about movies that we've watched on the toilet because they were too violent or scary to watch with our kids. That's the format. It works. That's the format. And today, we're going to be discussing The Expendables 3. Yes. We're watching all the Expendables movies leading up to The Expendables 4. If you want to go back and listen to The Expendables 1 and The Expendables 2, you should do that. Yes. Before you listen to this one. Uh, Otherwise, skip ahead about 15 minutes and we're going to talk about The Expendables 3. Mm -hmm. But before that, if you want some lols, or you're just in it for the long game, then, uh, well... Let's crack on. Yeah. So, uh, as you notice, we are quite disciplined there with getting into the description of the show. Mm. And that's that's because Ben made the observation that when people watch our clips on YouTube, the engagement rate is not too bad, but then it drops <laughs> off an f***ing cliff after about a minute. It really people does. People are just like, oh, what's yeah. this? Yeah. Uh, oh, what are they talking about? Uh, stop. Good amount of views, yeah. but um, I guess people are really put off by, I don't know, chat about pick and mix or... Uh, Idiots. Idiots, or, those people. Or what else do we normally talk about? Just you getting cross. Me being cross, you being passive aggressive. I'm not. So that's what we're doing now. We're going to come in, we're going to come in hard mm-hmm. and then go cold. I don't really know yeah. what that means. Also, spoiler alert no toilet news we're deciding to yeah put toilet news to into into like a stasis yeah so we're not flushing it down the toilet but we're kind of we're keeping it in the toilet and closing the lid for a bit <laughs> yeah that's right yeah it's not gone permanently we can open it up yeah. and have a look whenever we want yeah <laughs> have a look have a peek Whew. yeah it's still there you know when still you want to stinks. show when you want to show your friends you're not ready to flush it <laughs> oh. oh wow this, this is, is the this kind is of stuff that people makes people turn off. Yeah, I, I get it. I do get it. Okay, so first of all, do we have any correspondence from last week's episode? I have a letter here. Okay. Dear Watching Films on the Toilet, elderly action icon Chuck Norris here. Oh. I was not happy with your last podcast in which you described my cameo appearance in Expendables 2 as jarring, with my performance being out of kilter with the rest of the cast. You also took issue with my immaculately groomed beard, like that's a bad thing. The final insult was that you didn't like my inclusion of a Chuck Norris joke. The jokes that gained peak popularity in the late noughties about how tough I am. Well, to teach you young'uns some manners, I'm going to give you a few more Chuck Norris jokes to see how you like that. And uh, he's put in brackets... That's right, another list. <laughs> yeah, I did say, I, I did think uh, yeah. a list might be coming, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Admittedly, it's no longer a thing to post them on the internet, so I've had to write them myself. But they still do the job, I can tell you that. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> 
Chuck Norris wants A to conquer. <laughs> Chuck Norris can look at the sun. It hurt, but he still did it. <laughs> Chuck... <laughs> Chuck Norris once called a shopkeeper a sod. <laughs> Some silly people think Chuck Norris isn't tough, but tell that to the bird he kicked the other day. <laughs> Someone with big muscles? That's probably Chuck Norris. <laughs> oh, that's a oh, good that's one. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Chuck Norris joke there. <laughs> yeah. Once an attractive woman saw Chuck Norris <laughs> and blew him a kiss. <laughs> Lo- lots of love, Chuck Norris. Oh, oh wow. I, l- I mean, I love Chuck Norris <laughs> jokes. Yeah, same. <laughs> Those are really good. <laughs> it's weird. They're not quite something slightly different to the ones I've heard before, but they were all yeah. They were all quite nice. They did the job. They baked him up quite a lot. They did. They were very complimentary, weren't they? Did you have any uh, correspondence? I do. I do. I have a I have a letter. Um, so last week you mentioned that you went on holiday to Lyme Regis um, mm. and bought a a jawbreaker gobstopper. From a sweet shop. Mm -hmm. So it turns out you weren't the only one holidaying there. Okay, so here we go. Dear Watching Films on the Toilet, Matthew McFadden here. After listening to your podcast, I felt compelled to write in about something that happened to me and my wife when we were on holiday in Lyme Regis last month. We were enjoying a walk along the seafront one afternoon when I noticed a man arguing with his daughter on the other side of the road. She was screaming, don't dad, don't do it, whilst trying to pull something out of his hand. Her father yelled back, I'll do what I want, it's my holiday too, before breaking her grip and stuffing what looked like a white ball about the size of his daughter's fist into his mouth. He turned towards her and started laughing in her face. But then the laughter quickly stopped and he fell to the floor, choking, clearly struggling to breathe. So I rushed across the street Hmm. to help. I picked him up off the floor and told my wife, actress Keely Hawes, to reassure him while I performed a Heimlich manoeuvre. After a few thrusts, the ball shot out of the man's mouth and flew straight into my wife's face, breaking her nose on impact. The man caught his breath and wandered over to my wife. I thought he was going to comfort her, but he was just looking for his white ball, which he stuffed into his mouth before (laughs) running away. His daughter then apologised and walked after him. After listening to the show, I realised that that man was you, Eamon, and the white ball was in fact oh. a giant jawbreaker gobstopper. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your holiday because I spent the rest of mine getting weird looks from people because they thought I'd punch my wife in the face. Thanks mm. a lot, pal. Yours, Matthew McFadden. Oh, There you go. So, turns out, Eamon, you didn't tell the whole story last week, did you? I think that was some other guy. Um, Another guy in Lyme Regis who bought a gobstopper? There's loads of us. No. All the, every dad. Is it what's it? Fine. Is it Gobstopper Clan? Yeah, we're it's kind of Kill like Breaker Crew. We're like a firm. You know, like a footballing firm. Like a hooligan, a hooligan. You know, like hooli- hooligans. But we just like Gobstoppers. So it could have been yeah, anyone of okay. the boys. Jones, Jonesy, or uh, yeah. Ray Portly John. Portly John. Poor Portly John. <laughs> poor, poor Portly John. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen, there's a trailer for uh, for a new Tom Hardy film, also starring Austin Butler at the banking. He's going to go on the motorbikes. Mm. And uh, 
Have you seen that? I've not seen the trailer. Does he talk in that voice? He's kind of like an American guy, but he's got his, he's got his Tom Hardy thing going on. I just thought maybe they could make a film like, you know, about outlaw bikers, but about guys who stuff gobstoppers into their mouths. Yeah, we're pretty cool. That would be cool. And I like, could see it. The leader of the gang is got the biggest gobstopper because there's some oh, which are like i wonder the, what you're gonna say <laughs> crikey it's family I mean, it's family it's show still though. an innuendo isn't it it's still an innuendo i think some of them yeah. they're like the size of a tennis ball i did actually pick one of those up and i was like <laughs> could i and it's like no. i mean if you said this guy has a huge jawbreaker i think then oh yeah you know it could have implications couldn't it could have implications yeah mm. but maybe speak to maybe speak to poor portly john about that so, no toilet news, but we introduced a regular feature last Exciting week, which we're going to keep going because we think it's got legs. We are talking about the various sweets you get in a cinema's pick and mix. We're going to choose a different sweet yep. each week, discuss the pros and cons, mm-hmm. then we'll say if it goes in our yeah. essential pick and mix bag, and then we give it a score. So, the sweet we're looking at this week is the f- pink foam prawn pink foam prawn pink now foam prawn before we get into this i I, mm. I need to tell you i it was national cinema day last week okay um so me and my kids uh we went to see uh into the the spider-verse sequel again which is fantastic and i took my oldest son to see jurassic park nice which was just brilliant and it's now his second favorite film mm. behind the dark night but because it had clearly been a very dis- busy day at the cinema Mm-hmm. We got some pick and mix. I said, you go to town, son. They had no jelly beans. Okay. They had no foam bananas. Mm-hmm. They had no giant dolphins. They had no jelly eggs. And worst of all, Amy, <laughs> yeah. Are you making sweets up? No, ke- no, these are real, these are real pick and mix Jelly sweets. dolphins and giant eggs. Never heard of them in yeah. my life. You know, like the, like the Haribo eggs. Oh, the fried eggs. Fried eggs, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. They didn't have any cables. Whoa. And I'm thinking that deserves a refund or some kind of warning as you walk in. Like, sorry, I've... are you sure you want pick and mix? Because we don't have any cables. Mm. Because I would have said no, thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, when we do finally get around to cables, I think that'll probably be a special episode where we talk <laughs> about nothing else. Yeah, Because we're be. both very passionate about the cables, aren't we? So no film, just cables. Just, yeah. Moving on, I'm... <clears throat> So yeah, I can imagine that was. Uh, I'm past it now. It was tough. good. To, it was good to get it out. It was. Yeah. It was good to let it out. But they also didn't have any foam prawns, and I've noticed at that cinema they don't have them. Mm-hmm. But those were up until a certain age when people stopped asking me what my favourite sweets were. <laughs> foam prawns. Mm-hmm. My favourite sweets. Wow. As a child. Yeah. Foam prawn. Yeah. Jeez, I was not expecting that. I think they're legit. They are legit. <laughs> legit. I think the thing that always take, catches me off guard is how dense the foam is. Yeah. You think yeah, this is, is. going to be very nice and light. Mm-mm. 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 No. It has the texture of like a memory foam mac- mattress. Yes, it does. That's, it's dense. It is and dense, son. Isn't that part of the pleasure? Oh, 100%. Like the main, I'd say it's the main part of the pleasure. I think it always catches me off guard. I'd be like, yeah. I'm going to make light work of this foamy sweet. <laughs> Does it stop I you in your tracks? Yeah, and I'll be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And people like looking me up and down. 
yeah. Be, be, then I'll hold up the phone prom to them. Your wife's like, like five paces ahead. She has to turn yeah. and look back. Like, what's They're so dense. And they also have like a texture on the outside, which is kind of like dusty and a bit kind of like a little bit. I always get feel like, oh, uh-oh, is this gone off? Yes. Like it has that kind of a... It does. Oh, is this okay? It's like it's hardened. I guess it's fine. Yeah. It's spent time hardening, but hasn't it just started like that it's just a very endurable is that word endurable (laughs) enduring enduring it's very enduring sweet endearing endearing or or (laughs) endurable i thought you were just going for enjoyable enjoyable no it's enduring it's an enduring sweet (laughs) i think so is it well in the enduring well in the I'm sure I've eaten ones which are like... Like you a, endure it? No, in that they endure. So I imagine... Oh, okay. They last over five, a period of time. Five or six oh, so years much old. like a cockroach would survive a nuclear Precisely. holocaust. The foam prawn would be the only sweet to survive. That would become, the, that would become the currency in a post-apocalyptic world. It'll bring it on, mate. Yeah. I'm... I'm- I'm going to, well, no, I'm not going to be rich because I'm going to eat all my money. Mm, yeah. Be like, yeah, uh, yeah. God, I'm so desperate. But I want to buy a gun. That'd be uh, 16 yeah. foam prawns then. Well, that's it. My my wife, she's rooting around the house like, we've got to get a gun. We've got to get a gun. Where are the prawns? Where are the prawns? I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it wouldn't work, would it? It wouldn't work. It wouldn't. No. All right. Okay. Well, I wasn't expecting you to be quite so uh, enthusiastic. Yeah. So now, Ben, please give me a score out of 10. Not yet. Okay. And then let me know if it makes your ascension. <laughs> I'm going to do that every week. Now. <laughs> yeah. And then let me know <laughs> if uh, it makes your essentials pick uh, a mixed bag. Okay. You didn't know this about foam prawns and my love for them. No. I haven't had them for a little while, but they are one of my, one of my favorite sweets. So I would give foam prawns... Um, <laughs> nine pick yeah out of ten mix yeah, wow yeah that is strong and they would definitely make my essential bag 100% okay what about you I, I'd like them mm. I don't think I feel quite so strongly as you do mm. I would give them a score of seven pick okay out of ten mix yeah and do you know what? I'd, if they have them, I'd always put one in. Okay. Probably wouldn't put a load in, but if I had them, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to put one in. Just to remember that surprisingly tough uh, exterior and, and denseness. It always, you're right. It always catches you off guard. Conversation starter, if nothing else. Yeah. Like, Tell you what, mate, this foam prawn is bloody dense. Yeah. So on to <clears throat> the Expendables part three. Yeah. Uh-oh. Now, obviously, we watch this film on the toilet. Uh, so each week, I do a summer wee of the film that we are talking about. Um, the summer wee is a summary of the movie, just in case you've forgotten the main plot. Um, in and I, uh, which I will try, which which I will attempt in the time it takes Eamon to do a very long wee because he's had a drink of something related to the film. Mm-hmm. Eamon? Yeah. What was it this week? Obviously, this film has uh, Hollywood's star Mel Gibson in. Yeah. And uh, the, his tipple of choice, or at least the, the thing he was drinking when he had his infamous outburst, was tequila. Mm. So Ah, okay. I drank uh, as much tequila as Mel Gibson drank. 
I uh, said some really racist stuff, and then I did a big long wee. <laughs> okay. Wow. Are you? Um, is everything okay? Or I'm fine now. Oh, you're you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, that's that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. Good. No follow-up questions required. <laughs> and how long does that give me to summarize? Summer we the Expendables three. Fifty-seven seconds. Okay, I'll give it a go. All right. All right. Are you ready? Of course I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. So, the Expendables are back again, and this time they're rescuing Wesley Snipes from a train before he drives that train into the dictator that locked him up. He wants to go home, but the Expendables need to carry out a job, which goes horribly wrong when Mel Gibson arrives and shoots Terry Crews in the bum. (laughs) Then Harrison Ford turns up and and Sly decides he needs new, younger Expendables, so he finds some with Kelsey Grammer. Together they manage to capture Mel, but then he escapes and takes all the new Expendables hostage so the old Expendables fly off to save them with Antonio Banderas. And then they join forces to take down Mel and they all become friends. Still, not the end. Oh, okay. Hmm. 43 seconds. Boom. These films do allow for some very tight summaries. Yes, they're not burdened. Particularly when you get to the third one. Yeah, they're not burdened with an excess of uh, narrative, are they? I'd heard that this was the worst of the three. Mm. So that I kind I had very low expectations going in, but actually I quite enjoyed the opening. Yeah, it was utterly ridiculous. But you know Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm. pretty cool. There's Wesley Snipes. Yeah, and he's mad, and he he <laughs> he drives a train yeah. into the dictator who happens to be standing right in the center of the compound that <laughs> he's know. standing in beside a picture of himself. Yeah. I mean, that is inspiring. I mean, that's just great visual storytelling, isn't it? They're not, <laughs> they're not, they're not having it to t- tell you out loud, this is a dictator. <laughs> they just put a, a no. picture of him. And then <laughs> next to him is the guy. So you're like, oh. It, it is great visual it storytelling. I was, I was wondering if you were a bad man mm. in the film, what, how would we know that you were the bad guy? I'd have like a coat made out of um, animal pelts. So you could still see their heads. That's right. Yes, actually, you know what? That's exactly the sort of thing James Cameron would do and and what he he wears (laughs) on set. What he parades around in. It's like goading people to uh, pick him up on it. Like, who's going to be brave enough? Yes. Basically, he's like Mr. Burns in Simpsons with, you know, like a a hat that's a, a poodle's head and stuff like that. Yes, you haven't mentioned James Cameron for a while. We haven't. I like how anyone who's just tuned in for the film chat is now getting a really old callback <laughs> to uh, <laughs> an old reference from the podcast, which is really nothing to do with the film. But, mm. you know, we'll keep it in. We'll so. keep it in, yeah. Um, I would be all red. I'd paint myself all red and have devil horns. Yes. So everyone would know I was bad. Mm. Do you think that would be good visual storytelling? Yes. Do you know what, do you know what also he could have done? He, yeah. he could have tied a lady to the train track. Oh, he could have. And she, yes. Oh, a lady in a dress. Oh, yeah. Not not trousers. Has to be no, a dress. she has to be wearing a dress. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't she? And be pretty. Uh, yeah. A, a, a beautiful woman in a, in, a, in nice, a polka dot dress. Yeah. Tied to the train track. He could. That would have been really bad. Yeah. But as it was, they just went with, I mean, is it bad? Is it bad to have a portrait of yourself? If that is the, the reason why they blew him up, I think that's a bit extreme. <laughs> I know that's a it's a bit harsh if you had mm. the money which you do because you're yeah. you're rich would you um, are you going to commission a, a painting of yourself you know what it would be it would be me 
throwing up a load of foam prawns. Yeah. And just like smiling, like like it was raining foam prawns. Mm-hmm. Um, would I be full nude? I don't know. Maybe you'd have a, um, a foam prawn covering your modesty. <laughs> a, a big one, a big one. Not, not a, you know... I mean, in fairness, you'd have to look twice at it, wouldn't you? You'd be like, is that a ni- oh no, it's, oh, what's that? Oh, is that foam prawn? I feel like it would be odd if it was a really big, maybe it's just mm. like perspective. So there's some prawns are c- sort of closer to the, that's a good idea, to the, the viewer's eye than other prawns. So this, do you feel like it would be bragging if it was a massive foam prawn? Is that what you're concerned about? Yeah. If it was at the same distance as all the other prawns mm. and there was one really big one, it would be. <laughs> Keep going. It would feel out of place. It would. It would feel. Mm. I think. I if some. If I did that, I should yeah. have a train. Well, I mean, if the James. Me. If the James Cameron chat didn't drive off the uh, straights, <laughs> then that that conversation certainly will have done. Yeah. So yeah. The. Uh, but yeah, we meet Snipes. Um, we meet Harrison Ford. This film, I think, represents a real like step change in acting quality it does. snipes yeah harrison ford mel gibson despite all his shortcomings is a very good actor and he stole the show he so did i really enjoyed watching him he was he was good i just wanted there to be more of him because he was yeah and by the end i was just like when, when he was sort of talking about how he used to be an expendable but he wanted to get more money i was just like this character is way more believable than anyone else. Yeah. And I kind of like him. He's actually got a backstory. <laughs> yeah. This is this is new. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good. Um, how do you feel about Kelsey Grammer? That took me completely out of the film. That's a really <laughs> odd too. bit of stunt casting. Like he, he brings like, you know, he'll never not be Fraser. And he, he has just such a weird energy. Like it has like a sitcom energy to him. Yeah. But we had... Um, Antonio Panteras was completely mental. Another good actor. A good idea for a character. Like, he desperately wants to be an expendable. He's yeah. like a massive fan. That, that works. I think um, yeah. Rodney from Only Fools and Horses is going to be in uh, the fourth one. <laughs> Nicholas Lindhurst. Nicholas Lindhurst is going to be, yeah. Do you think Del Boy will be in it as well? Well, if Operation Nutri doesn't get to him first, <laughs> he will be. And then, and then Arnie was in it again, sort of playing a completely different character. <laughs> it's like yeah. he he actually acted more in this one yes absolutely in the last one it was really weird it was like he was almost sort of being himself whereas the, mm. the, this one yeah he was probably acting because arnie had he was super successful mm. and then he had that heart operation mm. and he came back and he did a series of flops mm. and i feel like those happened around Expendables 1, Expendables 2 kind of time. But then he adopted this he, he, this more kind of serious, he was, he was in Maggie, mm. that zombie movie. Yeah. And that sort of relaunched him as a more serious actor. We saw that in this movie. Mm. And there were, there were other things like all the dog tags hanging in the plane. I thought that was an interesting touch. Like, oh, okay. Lots of Expendables have been lost before. That hasn't really been alluded to yet, has it? Yeah. I mean, they're called the Expendables, but they're all pretty much still alive. Yeah. Um, but they've clearly lost. They've lost a lot of guys. And it felt, yeah, I was quite enjoying it. And then 
Stallone just abandons everyone and goes and gets all these new rubbish ones. It doesn't make sense at all. I, I don't want to put him in danger anymore, I suppose, but... So well, what have you been doing for that your entire career? Yeah. That's all you do. They were rubbish. Yeah. Ronda Rousey can't act. She's good at the action mm. stuff and she looks tough, but she can't. Yeah. And then we had Glenn Powell, who's in, who's in Top Gun. Yes. He climbed up a pipe. For ages. I think they missed a trick because he intervened when uh, Sly was about to deck Mel Gibson yeah. when they'd captured him. And I thought, oh, I bet he's a mole. I bet he's yeah, one of I was Mel's boys and yeah. um, he's going to help him escape. And I think that would have been far more interesting. Yes, I agree. And he'd have much more to do because he has that kind of weasel-like face, doesn't he? Yeah, he's good. He's he's a good I I think mm. he's a pretty good actor. And the others were I don't mm. even know. So forgettable. No. Just there was parkour guy and there was guy who got his ass kicked but for some reason still oh, I've seen myself in you or you can be part of the team. Like what? Yeah. Why? Why would you bring that guy along? He's just going to get himself wrecked. Like Sly is clearly like a really intelligent mm. guy and, and you know he's a good writer when he wants to be. In this, he's just thinking about, instead of starting with a story and trying to tell a good story, he's going, right, I need to cram this with as many famous people as possible yeah. and do as much action as possible. So how can I get everyone to do something Yeah. Um, and get roughly the same amount of screen time? I'm assuming that's why the films are the way they it are. It felt that way, didn't it? And I mean, I, I guess a pretty surefire way to win any battle is to bring twice as many people with you as your enemy has uh, and then yeah. you're just going to savage them because they must have been like I don't know about 40 expendables by the end of it yeah and just keeping up with all that scene at the end was so choppy because it was just bouncing between about 17 different people I know I I fell asleep <laughs> part of the, um, <laughs> the the last action sequence admittedly it's very hot yes it is but uh it shouldn't really be falling asleep through the, the climactic action sequence of a film. Yeah, and then The Expendables came back, but because it didn't make any sense as to why they were gone in the first place, it was like, ah, okay. I did. I actually started laughing out loud at the end mm. because there were so many interactions between the characters. Mm. Like so many... Right, we need Ronda Rousey to talk to this guy and we need... Jason Statham to talk to this guy and this guy, and then we need Dolph Lundgren to talk to Jet Li, and we need Terry Crews to. It was like it was make it was cracking me up because there was so. It was like you know what's the last Lord of the Rings film called? Um, the Return of the King. Yeah, it was like Return of the King. If they'd managed to pack all those endings into about five minutes, it was so funny. Yeah, you can't introduce. Seven new characters halfway through and expect us to be like, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah you survived. <laughs> so Ben and I have just um, been talking for a really long, long time about a, uh, a lineup of that we think we could feasibly get together to be our own version of the Expendables. Yeah. We, we set ourselves a budget of a thousand pounds total. <laughs> Yes. And I think we can get all these guys, plus maybe one or two bonuses for that. Okay, let's do it. So we said for our Jason Statham character would be Michael Greco yeah. from EastEnders. Yeah, you do it. Jet Li would be uh, Craig Phillips from Big Brother Series 1 <laughs> Yeah, because um, he's quite small. 
And it's cheap. And it's cheap, yeah. yeah. Dolph Lundgren, sort of crazy wildcard character, Wolf from Gladiators. Yes. Yeah. Now doing like kids' parties and stuff, so I think we could get him. Randy Couture, the kind of sort of, I don't know how you just, he has no defining characteristics. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But no. quite a big fleshy head, yeah. as does John Turode from MasterChef. <laughs> He's got an edge. I think he'd really, I think he'd be more than happy to join in a crew like that. He would, yeah. Yeah. And then the big strong guy who's, who's Terry Crews in Expendables was, of course, uh, Jeff Capes. Jeff Capes. Strongest man in the Jess world. Capes. And I was thinking the... <laughs> The Stallone character, so the you know the head of the mm. Expendables, the guy that gets them all together, William mm. Roach from Coronation Street, Ken Barlow, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it Ro- William Roach? Yeah, maybe. I think yeah, he could assemble the team. Ben wasn't telling me who he had in mind for yeah. Sly, and he was just like, "I know this he, one's going to blow your mind. You're going to absolutely love this." He really bigged it up all through that chat. He'd be pretty good at the head then, of the table. Well, yeah, he's bigged it up so much. He's got the power to really. He's a, he was famously you know, bring meek the, all these guys together. Hmm. Okay. Wow. I mean, if you picture it, if you picture <laughs> William Roach at the like center of this group, what it's a, quite good. Uh, what a downer! We've developed all that. We've developed a real head, a good head of steam there. Okay, great, excellent. And what what's our crew called? Um, the the UK Expendables. Let's workshop it a little more. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you work you work alone, the- Ben. <laughs> this is why we need to work a workshop. I mean, that's kind, of, but that's sort of the naff name they'd have, isn't it? We're the UK Expendables. Like they're not um, going to have anything good. About, like. I feel like it should have the word turkey in it for some reason. Oh, right, yeah. God, why didn't I think of that? Mm. Turkey? Jive turkeys? The jar of turkeys. <laughs> the jive turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> but no, jar of turkeys oh, is better. Right. The jar so that's of what turkeys. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those guys, definitely. like, kind of, you know, bled out poster all their heads. The jar of turkeys. <laughs> Be good. <laughs> yeah, that's such a weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Because we're actually we're not normally this weird. Like we've got weird, haven't we? In this episode, I think it's we haven't been like this weird for a while. To yeah, uh, to trying yeah. to be. Like you can't you know, help us as self trying to be mainstream. It just doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't hey, work. mainstream listeners, want to check out our parody film? It's called Jar of Turkeys, starring William Roach. Coming <laughs> <laughs> soon. Uh, uh, well, look, I've only got one more thing to say about this film. Okay. Um, I am the Hague. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that, is my, that is probably the greatest line I've ever heard. I am the Hig. I think maybe Bruce Willis is the best person. <laughs> he's he's had the best lines for like when he kills a guy. Yeah, and this is like the absolute low point of that. Is that a play play on I'm the law? Oh, maybe. Right, let's get to it. Why don't you go first this this week, Ben? Would you flush this film like? sliced alone gets flushed into that river where when he gets blowed up by a bomb do you remember he does yeah or would you uh fish it out like sliced alone gets fished out uh on a rope <laughs> from the roof oh that's been that was the easiest that's the easiest one ever well done 
when they and they play that prank on him, don't they? Where they won't let him climb up the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a classic gag. Yeah. It's a classic it's gag, so, isn't it? I love that. Like usually, you let the massive action climax breathe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Then you have your light-hearted moment. They do it immediately after. Pull me up! Pull me up! No, we're not pulling you up. We're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they just fly off with him hanging from a rope. Oh, and there's a terrible, absolutely terrible bit of CGI where they have like a cutout of Sly, the silhouette of him hanging on this rope. Yeah, that is bad. And instead of sort of like showing him grassly being winched up, yeah. it's like freeze frame. Yeah. So it just looks like a stick figure being jerked up slowly into the helicopter. It's like... He does, yeah. Come on, And the come on. another bad bit was... Um, when Harrison Ford flips his helicopter over. Oh, God. <laughs> Great bit of blue screen there. Yeah. So, first off, where would you put this in uh, the ranking so far of the other films we've watched? And would you uh, fish it out or flush it away? It's really difficult because my expectations have been lowered so much mm-hmm. that I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> like, with the first movie, I was expecting a lot more. Mm. So, I was disappointed. The second one, because I'd heard it was better than the first, I was again disappointed. And also because it started pretty decent and then it really went downhill. This one, because I was expecting trash, I actually enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Mel Gibson, Mm. Wesley Snipes. I liked the part where he shaved his own face Mm. perfectly clean. Like, I'm not a big believer in films that are so bad they're good. But this actually might be one of them. (laughs) Like it had things that were so bad, but really funny. Like that ending where everyone had to have their line. It was just, it really made me laugh and I enjoyed it. Would you watch it again? Would I watch it again? No, I wouldn't watch it again. But I think because I enjoyed it, Mm. it's not a good film. Just entertained me more than any of the others. Yeah. So I'm going to fish it out. Okay. Okay. Wow. This is the problem, isn't it? I feel in a similar sort of dilemma. Can I countenance putting this film... In, would it go in the tank of glory? Well, if we both said mm. it would, yeah, it would. Oh, can, can we, I'm not sure I can do it. I feel glad that you've sort of said yes, because I, I think it's better than the other ones. Yeah. And I think Mel Gibson is the best thing in any of the films I've seen so far. Absolutely. I think Harrison Ford, when he first arrived, I was like, uh, classy. Mm. But he, I think it's like the drag effect of the film. He got slowly worse. He did. As the film went on. By that helicopter scene, which, by the way, clearly he, uh, Jet Li and Arnie recorded separately. I think that might be the case, yes. Oh, I, I'm convinced that's the case. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was terrible. It was, it was like, oh, Jet Li's joined up with Arnie? Yeah. Like, oh, because of scheduling conflicts. That's yeah. why I see. <sighs> I would regretfully flush this okay what's nice is this won't go in the macerating tank of despair yes which i think it's is just fair. gonna get flushed yeah it's not a tank of glory movie but i don't think it deserves to be macerated i agree excellent all right so we're flushing the expendables three but i think we both quite enjoyed it yeah <laughs> Now, on to our top five. So, Eamon and myself will attempt to guess each other's top five choices on a particular theme. Uh, Whoever gets 
the most right well usually chooses the next film but it's the expendables four so we don't need to worry about that and whoever gets the most wrong does a forfeit Mm. so this week our theme is top five celebrity meltdowns yeah so Eamon you lost last time I think did indeed yeah so you get the first pick and I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to choose yes this is the slam dunk a Christian Bale of melting down on the set of Terminator 3. I Famously one of my favourite things <laughs> in the world. <laughs> it is. Oh, good. Da, 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 da. Oh, good. It's, it's so funny. It's why, do you just, like, why do you think you love it so much? It's just so... It, it's the fact that it's not his voice. Mm. The fact that he's just... He goes on and on. Uh, this poor man, like, it's not nice. He's abusing someone, you know. Mm. But it just feels like, I just imagine what it would have been like to be on that set. Just like, oh, it's so cringe. <laughs> da, da, da. And we're done professionally. You know, there's You're so many great guy. lines in there. They're yeah. so great. I do love it. All right. Good choice. Okay. Cool. Well, All right. well, this is a duplicate. Will Smith and Chris Rock. Of course. It's legendary, isn't it? Yeah. The Monday morning I woke up and found that had happened. (laughs) I stand by it. It was the best Monday morning I've ever had. (laughs) I couldn't take my eyes off it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Chris Rock, I think, did did a great job because... But by, and the fact he just managed mm. to say anything, I think if that was me, I'd been so shocked. I could. Yeah. First of all, he's just like, <laughs> Will Smith is like, get my wife's name out of your mouth. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And then he says something like, and that was the greatest thing that ever happened. So he's like, all right, I, it's not, not that good. <laughs> yeah. it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty good. All right, next choice. So when uh, Kanye West gate crashed Taylor Swift's uh, MTV award. I didn't pick that one. I do like it, but I find the decline of Kanye very depressing because he's an incredibly talented man, but clearly has mental health issues. And I don't know if he has good people around him. It's, it's, I think it's difficult, isn't it? When you have that much money, it's almost impossible to hit rock bottom. If it's you or I totally sort of spiraled, eventually you come to a point where everyone around us would just be like, okay get some help whereas he has so many enablers and so much money he can sort of keep going forever i think just doing being weird yeah someone's always going to say to him yeah you're awesome yeah what you're doing is great (laughs) yeah whites are great kanye you're right (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm gonna say something to do with alec baldwin i have one alec baldwin thing yeah what what alec baldwin did you choose um he said a couple so I think I have to push you to choose one. The one on the plane? No. The rant to his daughter? Yes. You chose the rant at his daughter? It's hilarious. <laughs> but she was like 11. That was awful. That's what makes it so funny. Like, he is, he is bawling her out. Like, she's like 11. I've got the transcript here. Okay, where is it? Uh, of course you chose that. He goes, I don't care that you're 12 or 11 or whatever. Doesn't know her age. Are you pig enough to pick it up? Like pig like the animal? I'm a good father and you're a pig. I don't give a shit. Good father. You better be ready Friday the 20th to meet with me. Pig. I will also tell you, also tell your mother I said go fuck yourself. Then at the end, this is dad. Ring me back when you get a chance. <laughs> Almost like he's on like autopilot. He has to sign off that way. Oh my God. Have you ever called uh, wow. your boys a pig? <laughs> 
No, I haven't called either of my kids a pig. No, no pig. You? No. Even though he swears in it, that's the thing that I think sticks out most is that he calls her a pig. That's quite... Very pointed. It's quite hurtful, yeah. Yeah, he's clearly a very unhinged man. Okay, I will say, and uh, this is a double, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise jumping up and down on the Oprah couch. Um, I chose a different Tom Cruise. Oh, it was when he has his um, COVID meltdown. It was his COVID rant, yeah. Yeah. I found the jumping up and down the couch just... It's one of the most cringy things I've ever seen. Well, I it's read this so cringe. I read this brilliant conspiracy theory, which was um, because of the way he jumps up and down on that thing, the way he lands and stays quite high on the sofa means that they would have to have reinforced it in advance. So put in like ah. some extra, you know, paneling or something. So they knew he was going to do it. Isn't that weird? You know what? sort of makes sense it does make sense that's exactly the kind of calculated thing he would do uh excellent all right well if you get this you win this is a duplicate mm. just charlie sheen <laughs> do you know what he was on my list and then i, I replaced it oh because so i loved all that stuff that was a fun time wasn't it yeah not for him but for the rest of us so Eamon, you had less duplicates mm. so you are the winner <laughs> congratulations congratulations <laughs> Well done. Um, so, what were your top five? So, I had Alec Baldwin calling his eleven-year uh, daughter a pig. I had yeah. Tom Cruise uh, jumping down on the Oprah couch. I had uh, Will Smith giving uh, physically assaulting Chris Rock in front of an audience of people, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who then gave him a huge award mm-hmm. afterwards to say thanks. Um, yeah, and then the other the Deserved. other ones was um, David O. Russell. Uh, on the set you pick that that's terrible Eamon I watched that video it's awful he is how the hell is he still working after that yeah that's astonishing if that came out now obviously he'd be cancelled immediately but I think it's like I, I just enjoy it from just like out of control he is he's yeah. sort of shouting and like his voice is breaking so you can tell he's like he's, just like he's livid. a psycho there's lots of stories about him. Yeah, yet still he's making films. So what's that about? Who's who is he got dirt on? He's just successful, isn't he? He's he's done lots of successful films. That's so fine. That, that's it's fine. Do what you want. Keep going. Do what you want. Yeah, you're allowed to do it. That's true. And the last one was Russell Crowe throwing a, a phone and a vase at yes. someone, a, a hotel clerk because he couldn't get a connection to Australia. Good choice. I mean, that he, is a good choice. He deserved it, right? Yeah. That guy deserved it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I chose um, Tom Cruise's COVID rant, uh, Will Smith's physical assault, uh, Christian Bale, da 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 da, uh, Charlie Sheen's just Charlie Sheen. Amazing. And yeah. uh, I also chose Mark Wahlberg uh, when he went off mm. on one about 9 11. Oh, God. Um, so he was talking, oh, uh, and so I'll, read, I'll read the quote. <laughs> yeah. So this is an interview. Uh, he was talking about a flight 93, I think. Mm. Um, she said, if I was on that plane with my kids, it wouldn't have went down like it did. There would have been a lot of blood in that first class cabin. And then me saying, okay, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry. Oh my God. I mean, incredibly disrespectful. Yeah, so tone deaf. So yeah, that, that, was, that was my final choice. That's a great selection. Well done. Good stuff. So um, what's my forfeit, Eamon? Your forfeit is you have to assemble for real 
your very own jar of turkeys. Okay, wow. So it can be, be people that we mentioned or it can be others. A different jar of turkeys. Okay, wow. Whatever you want. All right. So last time, Eamon, you had a forfeit, mm. which was to... I had to take all the drugs. Did you have to take all the performance enhancing drugs? Let's see how that went then. So my challenge this week is to take all the performance enhancing drugs. It wasn't easy, but with a bit of tenacity, I managed to find them all. I can't wait to get all big and muscly like the boys from The Expendables. First off, I'm going to take some amphetamines. So, I have lots of energy. I managed to clean my house from top to bottom, but I'm not a hench at all. So next up, I'm going to have some Tren and Winnie to grow the old muscles. Well, I've just completed the Davina McCall Toned in 10 DVD, but I wouldn't say my muscles have grown at all. I'm just a bit sweaty. Let's go for some human growth hormone. A surefire way to get some hulking great muscles. Well, I feel something. I'm pretty sure it's my brain swelling in my head, but the arms and legs are not looking remotely jacked. I thought growth hormone was supposed to make you grow all over. Well, I'm just going to take it all and see if that makes a difference. Oh man, that doesn't feel right at all. Oh, God's getting bigger. So that's the end of the forfeit. I overdosed on human growth hormone and tragically exploded. I'm dead now. I'm talking from the spirit realm. Whoa. <laughs> Only joking. I am dead though. So next time... We're going to go to the cinema, aren't we? Oh, yes. And we're going to watch The Expendables 4. Quite excited about that. I have enjoyed this marathon. I know most of the films have been very disappointing, but I have enjoyed it. I think if this film was as bad as the first one, I would be not looking forward to it very much. But actually now, I thought this third one, I think it feels like they've got incrementally better. It's going to be good. It's got eco in it, so I'm definitely on board. And Tony Jar as well. Awesome. So last thing to do is to thank our Patreons. Uh, this week, to say thanks, we're going to compare them to uh, a cast member from the franchise so far. Okay, so Mike Foster mm -hmm. would be... I feel like he would be Antonio Banderas. Really enthusiastic. Yeah. And Raph, he would be Mel Gibson. Yeah, the most evil person, so Mel Gibson. <laughs> Uh, and then my mum, I guess she'd be like Ronda Rousey. Or Arnie. Or Arnie. She, my mum would be like Arnie. Okay, mm -hmm. not a woman. And and then my dad, who, as we know, is all is very practical. So Should we just say he's sly? He's got black yeah, hair. Yeah, he's got a little bit. Yeah. There we go. Um, I did send you an article saying that um, Sly, apparently the woman in the first film that was waterboarded. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I did see that. She actually got waterboarded. Yeah. That's insane, isn't it? Um, because she wanted to, like, you know, keep up with all the big stunt men. Uh, she she took a waterboarding, which is really disturbing. It's really dangerous. I can't believe they were actually really dangerous. Did <laughs> okay. You want to do that? You do that. Didn't make the film any better. So what? What a waste of time that was. What a waste of yeah. time. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Mm. If you've made it all the way through, mm. well done. Yeah. Um, if you jumped forward to the 15 minute mark, I doubt very much you're still listening. Yeah. So thanks anyway to anyone. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter and uh, Facebook. Yeah. TikTok maybe. Please rate and review and subscribe to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Get in touch with us. And um, 
Yeah, Eamon. So long, suckers. I'm changing. Can I change it up? That's going to be my new one. No. No? No. All right. Oh. Um, it's turkey time? No. Oh. Definitely not that. It's not turkey time. No, it's not. It's the end. That's what the jar of turkeys say when they burst into a room with their guns. It's turkey time. <laughs> yeah, and that's slightly dead sort of emotionless way. There you go. Okay. All right. Keep flushing. Keep flushing.